up and good morning. This is the Morning Momentum. I am Richie, lead pastor at Movement Church in Tip City. I'm Ethan, and I'm the media director at Movement Church as well. And uh, man, we are glad that we get to be with you this Monday morning, as I'm sure you are driving into work right now, maybe getting ready for work, maybe school. Maybe. Are you getting ready for school? I don't know. Or I know some people listen to it later. Uh, if you do that, don't listen to it in the morning because it makes it more, uh, I don't know, compelling. More compelling. I like that. That's a big word. Because it's like you're here with us and mm-hmm. you're listening to it in the morning because it's the morning momentum. The morning Not the momentum. afternoon momentum. Yeah, we don't care if you get momentum in the afternoon. It's more about the morning. Mm-hmm. Start your morning off right. Yep. They say you shouldn't skip breakfast. I you, do it all the time. So you don't I, eat breakfast? I don't eat breakfast. <laughs> never. You never eat breakfast. Like never. you don't have like a, you know, if it's in the house, you'll eat it for breakfast type thing? Correct. I have cereal. I don't eat it. I think the last time I ate breakfast on a regular basis, maybe middle school, going into high school. It's been a long time. All right. All right. I like... Uh, so we've talked before, you know, I get up early with Peyton and get him on the bus and all that stuff. And then I'll usually sit down and I'll have like a, maybe a bowl of cereal. Um, my go-tos, my go-tos for cereal, uh, Kellogg's has this like, it's not Frosted Flakes. It's like Flakes and I think it's called like Chocolate Delight or something. And it's got like okay. little bars of chocolate in it. And and that's pretty good. I've got Reese, uh, the Reese cereal, mm-hmm. Golden Graham cereal. Golden Grahams are good. And and this one became a very quick favorite of mine. Uh, I can't remember. I think it's only been out for maybe a couple years. S'mores cereal. And it's got like little Oh, you mini... know what? I had that. Have you had recently. it? Recently. Mm-hmm. That was really good. It's it's super good. It's really good. So I we usually get, you know, a combination of those cereals for me to eat breakfast with. My kids love Pop-Tarts. Uh, fruit? Pop-Tarts or, like, other uh, flavors? I'll be honest. I can't remember my kids ever eating a fruit Pop-Tart. Owen might yeah. have had uh, maybe the strawberry ones at one time, like if we got a variety pack. Mm-hmm. But uh, their go-to is, uh, once again, the s'more. I, yeah. Um, I think that those are amazing. They're really good. And then uh, they also love, the same as me, uh, the brown sugar Pop-Tarts. That's a classic. Um, I don't know if I've told you this or not, but I love brown sugar Pop-Tarts with butter. You haven't. And that's, I don't know if that's weird or not. Is it like melted butter spread on top? Well, because you you put it in the toaster, it Mm -hmm. comes out piping hot, but that's when you got to put the butter on because then it melts. So you take the butter, you put it on a knife, and you just kind of spread it along the top. It melts into it. Um, And then it just kind of like absorbs into that... uh, I don't know, that brown sugar crust on top. Yeah. And, uh, oh, man, it adds to it. It is it is amazing. You're living luxurious if you're actually putting Pop-Tarts in the toaster. That's A lot of people, including me, just eat it right out of the package. I'll be honest. I, <laughs> I have never done that. You use it how it's supposed to be I, made. I put it in the toaster. I just think that they're better warm. They are better warm. It's just like sometimes you don't have the time. Even though you do, it's just like I just want to eat it right now. I would love to know what our listeners do. If you're if you're listening right now, watching on YouTube, or I want you to comment on this. Um, this is very important. In fact, we're going to have a post Monday morning, and I want you to comment on this. Do you toast your pop tarts? Can we do that? Should we do it Monday or Tuesday? 
You want to do it Tuesday? We'll do it Tuesday. We'll put it on a Tuesday, and we want to know... Tomorrow. Do you toast your Pop-Tarts? And also throw in there your favorite kind of Pop-Tart if you have one. Yeah, okay. All right. And so uh, so I want you to, to participate, because we need to know about this. And, and hey, do me a favor. Let me know that I'm not the only one putting butter on the Pop-Tarts. Are you... I've never heard it. I just don't. I just couldn't decide if it was bad or not. Give us a shout out. Let us know. It's weird but, though. Uh, yeah, I think it's <laughs> awesome. But hey, we are coming off of a big Sunday morning. Um, Ethan, uh, those that were here at church might have realized and saw that you were gone this week. I was gone again. Um, what's going on with this? Are you, what's We've missed you. I'm just taking a little a little break for a couple weeks, but like I'm a, also doing some fun stuff. A two week a two weekend sabbatical. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. you need breaks every once in a while. But I went to Chicago with uh, my brother. Okay. We hung out. We watched this uh, this play, actually, that was written. As there was these, have you ever heard of Brant and Sherry? But they did, like, radio shows and podcasts and stuff. But Sherry wrote a play. And I think it's about, and I'm going to be honest, I, I don't really remember too much. <laughs> <laughs> but it's about, it's kind of, you know what? Just look it up. It was good. It just wasn't memorable, yourself. but check it out. It was good. Just just look at it for yourself. Brant and Sherry, they do some cool stuff. That's nice. nice. So we went, we hung out, walked around Chicago for a little bit, came home. Okay, I got to know. Like, we we do this on Fridays. Mm-hmm. Um, we talk we talk food a little bit. Um, did, you, did you have anything amazing while you were there in Chicago? No. No Chicago pizza. Mm-mm. No, I've been to Chicago before, and we did get Chicago pizza. No Chicago hot dog. So like, no. Man, you know what a weekend to fast. Jeez. <laughs> I didn't say it was fast. <laughs> just, just nothing just was nothing, good. Nothing memorable. Okay. I don't know. Did you see the bean? I did. Okay, nice. What's the? I've never been to Chicago. What's the park called that the beans at? Is like I don't know. Memorial or something or who knows? Millennial. I don't know. But, hey, that's awesome. But uh, you're going to be back, though, this this coming week, right? I will. Yes. I'm excited to be back playing we are, the guitar. Yes, we're excited to have you back on Sunday mornings. And uh, so uh, this past Sunday, did you watch later? I did. So mm-hmm. there's a few different ways to watch, right? Mm-hmm. And so uh, you probably watched this on Facebook. I, and then, well, um, I didn't watch it on Facebook. Okay. But I watched it on YouTube. On YouTube? After... They get posted right after on YouTube, yeah. so I didn't see it live. Okay. Love it, love it. So you watched it on YouTube, and then, or you could listen to it on a podcast on Spotify, Apple mm-hmm. Podcasts, um, Buzzsprout. You can listen to it anywhere, and uh, so that's cool. So we, uh, we got into this, and uh, this was week two of us talking about the armor of God. Um, you know, a week ago, we started off with the first pieces of armor, and we talked about the breastplate, we talked about the belt, we talked about the shoes and the importance of each piece. The mini skirt. The mini skirt. Oh man. <laughs> you know, like I don't I didn't think anything of this, okay? Mm-hmm. But I talked about the Roman guards and sagging their mini skirts and their butt cracks. Yeah. And the amount of people that said something to me about saying <laughs> butt crack was unreal. I don't even remember you saying that. <laughs> I was just like, come on now. But it's it's it was true true, though. It's 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 historically accurate. They they had no idea. But um so so we dive back into this and uh 
this week, uh, you know, we kind of looked at David and Goliath. Now, this is one that even if you don't grow up in the church, you've heard about it. Yeah. Um, you know, think about this. I don't know that I've ever, ever had a March Madness that I didn't hear somebody talking about the David versus Goliath. Mm-hmm. And when is it? It's always the first round. <laughs> this is David and Goliath. They are playing Kentucky, and this is some community college I mean, down the street. Usually that's how it goes with the matchups. Mm-hmm. I guess March Madness is coming up. It's very close. Like tomorrow, weeks away or tomorrow's something. March 1st. Tomorrow's March 1st, so I think we're two weeks away from March Madness happening. Yeah, We're getting ready to move into all the, uh, all the tournament uh, champions and all that stuff, and then get ready for that. And uh, if you are not local here... Um, Dayton has the opportunity to host some of the, the first four as well and That's do some cool. things with that. That's cool. Um, so lots of neat stuff happening with that. But, uh, yeah, but you hear about David and Goliath constantly. Um, and, uh, and then they talk about, you know, especially, especially, Ethan, if it's a close game. Yeah. You know, if it's not a close game, then... Typically, they know what they're talking about, and they don't go, oh, this is David and Goliath. Uh, But, like, you know, you've got uh, Duke, who is going to lose in the first round, I am sure, and they're playing uh, Transylvania University, Transylvania College, um, which, uh, did you know, is located, like, a half a mile away from the University of Kentucky? I didn't. Yeah. Transylvania is, like, vampires. It it is. So they're probably going to lose. I cannot confirm nor deny that there are vampires there. I mean, just get some mirrors, garlic. garlic. How funny would that be if, the, if like the Ooh. student section of the other team showed yeah. up with garlic and wood steaks? That'd be funny. <laughs> That's clever. That would be awesome. Um, so anyway, so you know they talk about that. Things are getting crazy. You hear about it constantly. Um, even in school, sometimes they even talk about that matchup and and what it looks like. But here's the reality of it. It was really cool because here. David is, and he's just minding his own business. In fact, he's just bringing some lunch to his brothers. He's like, mm-hmm. hey, bro, I haven't seen you for a while. What's going on? And uh, this little dude, scrawny dude, comes walking in, and everybody's like, what are you doing here? Like, <laughs> and he hears off in the distance. I This is the part of the story that just, like, it always kind of makes me laugh. This dude, like, Scripture paints the story of this guy, Goliath, this big behemoth of a guy comes walking out once a day mm-hmm. and s- just hurls insults at the other at the <laughs> other people like he doesn't do anything about it he just yells at them he's like a grill master <laughs> it's like he's like screaming your mama jokes across the line and and he's making fun of their butt cracks hanging out of their dresses and roast master yeah why don't you put your belt on and tighten that up a little bit let's go um he was roasting them exactly and, uh, you know, he, he probably got on social media a little bit, looked some things up about him. Mm-hmm. Um, did a little research. Did a little research. My brother used to do research before going to Cincinnati Reds games. Okay. And he would learn, like, an outfielder's girlfriend's name or wife's name. Just to impress you. Or kid's name. And would, like, hurl insults about them. Oh, <laughs> like, okay. All right. <laughs> hey, Tracy's here. And uh, Your brother was a modern-day Goliath. <laughs> he was. It was funny. <laughs> and uh, so... You know, a lot of a lot of really funny things uh, that have to do with that. And so, um, anyways, here's here's Goliath. He steps out 
He hurls insults. And the whole reality of this is that those insults were meant to just break them down. They weren't moving in on them. You know, Scripture doesn't say that, that he, he would come out and then every day they'd take three steps forward and take more ground or anything like that. Like, he would just come out and just hurl his insults and then go back. Um, my guess is he probably went back and he was fanned off and it was like, okay, Goliath, thank you so much for your help today. And they're like, yeah, that was awesome. They're man. no longer coming after us today. And this was awesome, man. They're giving them high fives. Great, great mama joke. Great yeah. mama joke. <laughs> can't believe you thought of that. I can't crazy. believe you did that. <laughs> Oh, man. Like 80s movie bullies. Yeah. It's <laughs> awesome, man. You're crazy, man. He comes out. He's got the wooden paddle. <laughs> Anyways, and uh, I'm not going to go with what movie reference that one was. But um, here he comes out, and, and this is the reality of it. Those insults are meant to break us down. And I think the whole reality of it is, and this is the part that kind of sucks, is that uh, – Satan comes after us, and in Scripture, in Ephesians, we read about the shield, and the shield, the whole point of the shield is to protect us from the flaming arrows of Satan, and Satan's always got something he's hurling at us, and it's kind of like Goliath. Mm -hmm. Here he is, standing there on the front line, hurling insults, and it just kind of gives off the same, the same thing as, like, Satan. He's just sitting there, and he's hurling things at you, telling you that you're not good enough, you'll never make it. You'll never amount to anything. Your mama so, and then it continues on from there. I mean, all these different things. And, uh, and all it does is it seems to break us down. Mm-hmm. What's your thoughts, man? I mean, it's true. I don't know. When, for some reason, when the, the classic saying has come to me when we're talking about this is the sticks and stones phrase it's oh like sticks gosh. and stones may break my bones but words will never hurt me but it's funny in this instance because it's like the words don't hurt me but my sticks and stones will definitely break your bones with david and goliath oh and i think it kind of you know that was turns good. it around on it that was good i wish i had that on sunday but that's yes that's solid so so here he comes out he's hurling these th- these insults and david comes walking up and I'm sure, I'm sure Goliath saw him walking up to the line and was like, who is this pipsqueak? Like, what is going on here? He may have saw him. Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. We don't know if he saw him yet. I don't know how small, how small he is. Possibly. He's like Mighty Mouse. Maybe. And uh, so he comes up. He delivers the ham and cheese sandwich that he made to his brother. And I hope you like mustard, he said. Um, you like mustard on your ham and cheese? Yeah. Yeah, me too. Faith of a mustard. Um I never liked mustard until like maybe six months ago, and I started putting a little bit of mustard on my ham sandwich. I, you know, I never liked it that much either. But I started. It always started with the burgers. Ooh. But I would mix ketchup and mustard for my burgers and my fries. Interesting. It is interesting. So you had the orange goop. I had the orange goop. Okay. It just felt like something special that I had. Yeah. That I owned. That's awesome. My sauce. I love it. So we go from there in the story of David and Goliath, and he's, you know, he's out there, he's hearing these things, and these things are breaking the soldiers down. They were terrified of this guy. And, uh, and then all of a sudden David's like, yo, back off. Like, I've got this. You cannot. You talking to me? You cannot <laughs> hurl insults about my father. Yeah. Like, he's like, come on now. You, you, can, you can say what you want to say about me, but I'm not going to let you talk about my God that way. Right. And David's like, and, and everybody's like, David, shut up. Like, <laughs> this guy's going to squish you with his thumb. And, and here David is. He's like, no, I'm going. You can't stop me. 
That's where Andy got his song at. You and, can't uh, stop me. You can't stop me. It's David. He, that's the original one. And uh, and so they're trying to stop him. So then finally they're like, look, if you're going to go and you want to confront this guy, fine. But here's what I need you to do. I need you to put on this armor. And so what's his brother do? He takes off his armor and he gives it to David. And he starts fitting him up with it. And all of a sudden David realizes he cannot move with all this physical armor on. Yeah. And here he is. They're asking him to go up, uh, go up against Goliath. Well, they're not asking him to. He's like, "I'm going to do it." Mm-hmm. And they're trying to stop him. They put up, they dress him with the armor. They're like, "This is our ultimatum. If you want to go, you have to wear the armor." David can't move. He's surrounded by all this craziness. And then David finally is just like, "I'm done. Like I'm taking the armor off. I, I've got God. He protects me." Mm-hmm. And and I think that sometimes like we get so caught up in physical armor. Yeah. Physical armor. Or we get caught up in the idea of God's armor that protects us physically. And that's just not the reality of it. Mm-hmm. We're talking about a spiritual armor here. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think I think in life we have these armors and quotes there that's like not actually armor, but stuff that we choose to take that we think will protect us versus actually choosing God to protect us. But we we choose these things in life that ultimately probably won't give us the ultimate protection. Oh, absolutely. And and I, I think that's... And then David's like, look, I've got the armor of God. Like, I'm, I'm going to be protected here. And, uh, and I love this because then, you know, he's... he's He's got it. He's got the boots on. He's ready to go. He's got the the belt. He's got the breastplate. He's got the shield. And now he's strapping the helmet on. And uh, and the helmet is described as salvation. He's like, I am locked in. I've got this. Like, here I am. I'm putting on this, this helmet of salvation. My God will protect me. I have his armor, his breastplate on, and uh, nobody can beat me. And he takes this confidence, this mentality into this battle and uh, we know the story of this, that he goes up and, and Scripture says he draws back and shoots a stone with a slingshot at Goliath. Crazy. For the longest time, I always thought the slingshot that he used was like the classic Y-shaped stick, classic whoosh, slingshot. And I was like, that's insane. <laughs> I was like, I've tried those, and I cannot do anything with those, let alone kill somebody. But no, that's not what it was. It was a leather, correct me if I'm wrong, but it's pretty much a leather strap. You put the stone in it, and you like swing it around, and it goes flying out. I thought that was crazy when I found that out. But still, though, you think about that, stone couldn't have been very big. Mm -hmm. And here he is. He's at a distance. He hurls this thing at him. Wax. And he's done. And uh, I think what's cool about this is that in Ephesians, it talks about the sword. Now, you see all five other pieces up to this point that Paul talked about, they were defense mechanisms. They were something that would defend you from it. The shield, Mm -hmm. the, the breastplate, the armor, all these different things, the helmet. But one piece of offensive measures, right, with the sword, and he compares that and says the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. And uh, something that I have learned in my journey, um, maybe you're like me, I don't know. I struggle, I struggle to memorize scripture. Mm -hmm. It's a struggle of mine. 
Um, and uh, and I'm, I'll be honest with you, a little transparency here. Uh, for a long time, I used that as an excuse. And, uh, you know, I, I've always struggled with this type of thing, and, and uh, I can always find the Scripture. I can, I can tell you the Scripture. Not always can I reference the Scripture, that type of thing. Um, but I'm going to tell you something. Like, if it's a song lyric... I've got it, and I've got it locked down for a hundred years. Mm-hmm. And uh, the whole reality of it is, is the simple as this: like, what am I willing to retain? And how important is it to me to memorize scripture? And I think a lot of times we get into a place where it's like, I can find it, I'm good. Mm-hmm. But why would Paul say then that the only offensive measure that you have, the sword, which is the word of God? And uh, I think that there's so much importance to that because of the fact that when Satan starts to hurl things your way, you have nothing else to attack back with unless you have the word of God to stand on. Mm -hmm. And to be able to say when he tells you that you're not good enough, that all you're doing is making mistakes, and you're able to turn around and say, hey, but for everybody's sins and everybody falls short of the glory of God, but my God still takes me back. And you're able to, to quote scriptures and to be able to say, this is what it's all about. Mm-hmm. You've got something you can fight with. Yeah. And it is so important to know scripture. And uh, I know sometimes we pride ourselves on, on uh, you know, being out of school and not needing to memorize things. But man, I'm going to tell you something. There's been so many times in my walk where Satan has come after me with his arrows, and if it wasn't for the scripture that I had remembered, I would have never gotten through it. Mm-hmm. And so there's so much important behind that. And David went after Goliath because he stood on the word of God, and he knew where his trust was, and he knew that his God would protect him and, and guide him through this time. Big stuff. Big stuff. I think, yeah, I think it's important to memorize this stuff because I struggle with the same thing. Like, I love music, so I know song lyrics like that. But, like, it just feels like you're back in school when you're you're like, all right, I need to memorize these. And it's like, well, I don't really want to. So then it just turns into that task of reading them, and then you never retain them. Um, but I also think it's important, like, if you're listening to this and you're, you're like, well, I don't, I don't know all these scriptures, but I know people that know all these scriptures and it's like, I'm not good enough. It's important to remember that just because, you know, you don't know as many scriptures as other people, you're not, you're not different. Like they're not better than you as being like a Christian and stuff. So I think that's just important to remember that it is important to remember those scriptures, but don't compare yourself to other people and, and base yourself off that. We all have a place to start. We all learn in different ways. Uh, for me, I don't retain well just reading. I listen a lot. And so when I when I prepare for preaching, um, a lot of the time I will read the scripture, I will process the scripture. But when I go to the gym, I might go ahead and throw the scripture on and listen to it five or six times. Mm-hmm. Um, or if I'm in the car, uh, because I need to be able to retain it a couple different ways. And uh, when you prepare for battle, it's the same thing. It's it's repetitive. You got to practice. You got to practice. You got to practice. Mm-hmm. And you may not be in a battle right now, but I promise you that there will be a battle lurking at some point in your life. And what you do now, what you receive now into your life, is what's going to set you up for the future. Yeah. And uh, Ethan, you played football. Mm-hmm. And when you prepared for the season, it wasn't done in a single day. It took time. Yeah. 
It took the the whole season and off season. It's kind of funny because I remember one season they told us the story of David and Goliath. Like <laughs> preseason, they're like, "Here's the story. You need to be the David and take down." So it's kind of funny relating to that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, we practice every day. But <clears throat> what they call it is like mental reps when you practice and so when you keep doing this stuff your mind kind of starts to get in that groove and remembers these things so if you're in the word every day um, and really not just like glossing over it but actually like thinking about it I think you can start to remember these things because it's affecting you and how you think yeah I love it man well this is Monday morning and uh, you might feel like Goliath is standing in front of you right now and you're you're dreading the fact that you're getting ready to walk into work or head to school or whatever it is that's going on right now. But I want to encourage you to know that my God, your God is so much bigger than uh, our Monday disappointments. <laughs> and uh, I know that you're you're sad because I'm sad that the weekend's over. Yeah. But we know that you're going to do big things this week. I want you to mm-hmm. set your mind to it and know that God is going to do some pretty huge things in your life. I'm excited. We're glad that you have new week. Yes, we're glad that you have joined us, and we can't wait to see you on Friday morning for the morning momentum. Yeah, big stuff. Can't wait to see you. See you then. Hello, my name is Doug Doms. I'm the executive pastor here at the Movement Church. It is through your blessings that this ministry continues to reach out and touch lives that might not have been touched otherwise. If you want to continue to support our ministry, please go to movementchurch.community and please remember to tell your friends, go on social media, tell your friends at Movement 937. God bless you and have a wonderful day and thanks again.